Ahoy! Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I am learning. And <laughs> we are making our way through the entirety of the series. This week, we watched season two, episode 12, The Way We Was. And so, Caitlin is going to kick us off with some specs about the episode. Yes. The, uh, this episode, The Way We Was, uh, production code 7F12, written by, ready for this, Al Jean, mm. Mike Reese, oh. and Sam Simon. Ah. Directed by David Silverman, originally aired February 1st, 1991. Wow. We, that sounds... That's... That's like a all-star, like... That's the dream team. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Um, so I'm going to move forward with the synopsis here in just a second, but we need to say something sad. Oops, I fucked up. Ah, uh, Caitlin fucked up. Or what was... Uh, don't... I made a mistake. Oh, that's... Yeah. We're not listening to Steve Jackson okay. on that one. <laughs> Sorry, Oops, Steve. you fucked up. Sorry, Steve. Oops, I fucked up. Last week, I said that Mother Simpson, that episode was coming up. I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's it is coming. coming up, but it's not coming up for like several more seasons. Um, yeah, yeah. I think Mother Simpson is in six or seven, isn't yeah, it? I, I think I think what happened was I was watching other episodes mm -hmm. and I saw it on the list. I'm like, oh yeah, that's really close by. But oh yeah, I think that's I think I was getting season seven, episode eight. Woo. So we got a good like four and a half, five years before. <laughs> That's like that. Yeah. So like, if we if we finish out season three at the end of this year, yeah, then that means we'll probably see that episode in twenty twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. If we continue doing just once a week, yeah. uh, episodes, and I mean this seems to fit in pretty well with our schedule here, so I yeah. think that's probably what we're gonna keep it's doing. Our, it's our Sunday morning ritual now to get up, set up the equipment, and record unless of course you really love this and you start sharing our podcast with your friends and telling them to listen and subscribe and we start making a little bit of extra cash off of this yeah. then we might be motivated to put out more episodes in the week yeah <laughs> um but as of right now yeah i think the uh once a week um and mm -hmm. wa and watch you know i kind of feel like we get a little we get a little bit of taste of the actual like like how it was early fan the, the way, way it we was, was. that's right <laughs> I'm glad that we were both right there. Da -da. Yeah. So sorry, Caitlin, you fucked up. Wah, wah. Um, that that will not occur with us for some time, however long it actually is. Right. Um, but also, uh, oh. you know, we may have fucked up, but we're we want to give a quick shout out too. So oh, we have a okay. we have a a friend of the podcast, uh, Kevin Murphy from Instagram, reached out to us and sent us a couple of links. Uh, so hey, Kevin, thanks for reaching out to us. We sure do appreciate it and we look forward to chatting with all of y'all as well to that end you probably have heard but i'll say it again we have created a facebook group uh, for the escalator to nowhere it is called the escalator to nowhere facebook group it is our desire our intention that you uh engage a little that we can engage a little more with you via that medium share memes uh and just you know, sort of uh, enjoy Simpsons culture. Did I use that phrase, Simpsons culture, just now? I think so. <laughs> I mean, it's a thing. You, you know I what? I would say it really is. And also, I guess you know what I should say too. Oops, I fucked up as well. I, we have not discussed this, um, but 
Ever since I said the words on this podcast that I have never seen I'm Bart Simpson, who the hell are you on a t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. Literally the, that day. Every, yeah. Right after I said it, it showed up and I have now seen it on merch all over. Oh, really? And, and this is kind of, you know, I think this is sort of like, you know, um, I, uh, if, if you, if you go out looking for a car, so we're looking for a car right now, right? And I was t- saying to Caitlin yesterday that I have noticed a number in this town that we live. I have seen so many Porsche crossovers, and I had never mm-hmm. noticed that there were so many Porsche crossover SUVs in this town. Yeah. And I think the reason is because we're shopping for a car, yeah, and, we're and we're looking, looking at, at crossovers. crossovers. Yeah, and so now I'm noticing more right. crossovers. You weren't looking for it before. I was so. not looking for I'm Bart Simpson, who the hell are you? And I got to tell you, I, I'm that... For whatever reason, that phrasing just rubs me the wrong way I know, anyway. I know. I I would agree. I don't think I would get a t-shirt with that on it. But if you want a t-shirt with that on it, go for it. No. Caitlin has a t-shirt that says Nick fucking Chubb on it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that we bought in a parking lot at a Browns game. We sure did. <laughs> but I got to tell you, um, I find the who the hell are you a little offensive. <laughs> Now, Isn't that weird? The Nick, the Nick fucking <laughs> Chubb shirt is only worn in certain contexts Correct. when certain people are around. Correct. So when you're at a Browns game surrounded by Browns fans, yeah. it's one thing. Well, if you're at a fantasy football party, yeah. that's one thing. Yeah. If you're like going to going the to grocery East, store. Easter service. <laughs> I almost said church. But oh, did you? Grocery store, <laughs> going to your mom's house for dinner. Yeah. I should have worn it when your parents were here and seen what what would have happened. Uh, well, your dad probably would have approved. Father would have thought that was funny. Yeah. Mother, She wouldn't have liked it. Mother would have thought it was entertaining, but would have told us that it was bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's how that would have gone. Yeah. By the way, if you knew the channel, I refer to my parents as father and mother. I know it's weird, but it's what I do. Yeah. Um, um, well, well, and Nick Chubb was a, a Georgia player, so I feel like... Yeah. That, oh, that yeah, yeah, gets yeah. a stamp of approval yeah, we are, automatically. You know, we're oh, we are a dog's family. Uh, I'm a f- arf, I'm, arf. I'm a oh god. <laughs> I'm a dog's fan because father is a dog's fan, of course, which is not an unusual thing, I suppose, in families. Um, and so, yeah, I think that he would have <laughs> he would he would have liked that. Uh, thought it was funny, mm-hmm. especially considering that I bought that. We were walking into the Brown Stadium after having drank for a while in the parking lot tailgating. We had been drinking since 7 a.m. for a 1 p.m. kickoff. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and if you've never been to a Brown's tailgate experience, it is incredible am, it's such an incredible like that's I'm the only sure way we've I, talked about that on here haven't we i think we probably have but yeah. it's 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 a sight it's wild and sounds to behold the, the the way that i tend to describe it to people and maybe i said it on the podcast here before but the way that they show uh tailgating in movies and mm-hmm. you go that doesn't really happen well, that's guess what, it, what? That's what happens in the Muni Live. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. we definitely talked about it on this podcast before because we talked about the uh, Weenie Hut Jr. Oh, jersey. Oh, that's right. That's right. And the guy that was smoking that. those fatties over he, there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who was the same person, that, by the way. That, that yeah. absolute champ that was like... How the hell was he standing? I, I <laughs> don't know. Y'all, this dude smoked like four giant blunts. Yeah. Like, they looked kind of like, oh... 
They were like pre-rolled, like big. Yeah, they they yeah. look. They, I would say that they were about the same size as like backwoods. If you know backwoods uh, cigars that they sell at gas stations in the little packets, they were that size. And he smoked four of those things. Mm-hmm. How how did he do that? Uh, I don't know. Anyways, but uh, that is just to say that. Um, uh, we we fucked up. So sorry. Yeah. Um, did I actually say what I fucked up? Yeah. Who the hell are you? Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay okay. That's how we got. Man, on that. we went on a long I, tangent I there. I definitely <laughs> forgot how we got to. That. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, back on track. There okay, we go. Here we go. So, anyways, um, the way we was season two episode twelve. Here's the synopsis from the Simpsons wiki, which is at simpsons.fandom.com. And if you would like to take a look at it or take a look at the page, I encourage you to do so. They're a great resource for us, and we will post a link in the description. So, the synopsis is, When the TV malfunctions, Marge and Homer plan to tell their children a story. After refusing to tell the story of how Bart was born, which would be later seen exactly one season away in I Married Marge, Mm -hmm. uh, they choose to tell the story of how Homer and Marge met in high school and how Marge almost fell in love with a nerd named Artie Ziff. A big problem here. That, That was not what happened. They didn't refuse to tell the story about how Bart was born. They refused to tell the story about how oh, they Homer got, got proposed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which we get a little cutaway for, and we'll talk about that this here. This is a wiki, so we can go in and edit that if we really we want to. We should go in and edit it. <laughs> Hot damn, we are going to be contributors. <laughs> hey, hey, tell your friends how we are contributors to the Simpsons wiki and how they should listen to us. <laughs> gonna, we're going to footnote our own podcast in the Fuck Simpsons wiki. yes, we should do that. Oh, man. Uh-oh. Hey, you know what? Hey, hi, Timothy. You know what Tim told us <laughs> early, like when we first got started? He said shameless flaunting of your okay, brand okay right? okay okay which is part of the reason why like i hop onto the like the other pages that i follow and yeah. share escalator to nowhere stuff all the time it never takes off but <laughs> no um, it did that one time it, you know what, i can't re- remember what that one it was, really did but... take off that one time we definitely got more listens because of it more yeah. traffic on the instagram page and all that yeah. stuff so anyways um uh, that's the synopsis, uh, even though it's a little bit incorrect. However, uh, outside of that, that's a pretty good synopsis for what we're talking about here today. So why don't we move on to the opening of the episode? Short credits. Yeah, they were the shortened credits and the um, the uh, 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 I'm thinking about the chalkboard gag. That's what the, that's the phrase I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. uh, I will not get very far with this attitude. Eh, eh. and then. Um, uh, the couch gag was the family piling onto the couch and, and then the couch through falling the through. <laughs> that <laughs> reminded me of something. Excuse me, one second. Oh, oh, oh whoa. Um, that reminded me of something. Do you know the story about the Spanish silver that is in the city of Williamsburg, Virginia, uh, when the they are planning the siege at Yorktown? Do you know anything about that? No, I don't think I do. So part of the Spanish contribution to the siege at Yorktown is they send a chest of silver. And apparently it's a big chest and it's very heavy. Yeah. Now, as I understand it, it is kept in a secret location uh, here uh, or in the, in the you city. You mean in, in the period? Yes. In, in, it's not, in it's seven, not still around. No, no, no. In, <laughs> no, they spent that shit uh, yeah. in 1781 uh, prior to the siege at Yorktown, which took place in October or September into October 1781. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they put it into a secret location in one of the houses in Williamsburg, and the chest was so 
heavy that it broke through the floor (laughs) and fell into the basement of the house. That's very funny. I have never heard that. Yeah. Hmm. Isn't that wild? That is wild. They should have put it on a crossbeam. Did they? You know, load bearing, um, load bearing beam. So that's part of the reason why like in 1781, there's a boon to, uh, to the economy here is because these soldiers are walking around with real Spanish silver Mm -hmm. and they are soldiers spending the silver you know well they're either spending it or having it made into other stuff yeah uh and so um that uh, and you you know like so there's a family cash economy in the in the 18th century is not quite a thing yeah uh most uh 18th century uh transactions are a great a great number of of meaningful transactions in the 18th century yeah as caitlin says it's all credit um, and so for people to walk around, as a matter of fact, this will sound entirely modern, but it is a concept of the period as well. Oftentimes, if you pay in cash, meaning silver or gold, people give you a discount. Mm-hmm. Uh, they refer to that usually as ready money. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so I just thought that it reminded me of that story, and I wasn't sure if you had ever heard that story. I before. hadn't heard that story. That's do you do you know which house it was? I don't know, but okay. we were just talking about somebody earlier today who probably would know. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, or that person's superior would probably not. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, that's a cool story, and I hope that you enjoyed that. Let's continue <laughs> with the episode. So we open up on a scene where the Simpsons are, as the synopsis tells us, watching TV. Yeah, and they're watching um, a show that is very clearly supposed to be a Siskel and Ebert knockoff. Man, I have not thought about Siskel and Ebert in a long time. I... I used to watch. It was it was after Gene Siskel had passed away, but I used to watch it every Sunday morning. Yeah. Have you ever read? <laughs> have you ever read Roger Ebert's? I think it's Roger Ebert's review of Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> Nobody should. Holy shit! You know what it reminds me of? Um. Uh. We uh we can find it uh here in a minute and 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 look for it. But it reminds me of the Billy Madison quote where he answers the question uh, in the uh, deca- the academic decathlon, and the principal says uh, uh, that we are all dumber for having listened to it. At no point did you even come close to making a point. <laughs> I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> it's really like that. So, okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I, I used to... I just, I just found it online. Oh, did you? Yeah, maybe we can post a link to it in the show description yeah that sounds great yeah we'll do that um yeah you should definitely read it because he absolutely rips freddie got fingered and it it has a little thumbs down emoji so like all right like right before the byline so you already know (laughs) it's not gonna go well yeah um so uh anyways check that out uh it'll be in the show notes description i think you'll have a fun time uh reading it anyway so they are uh, watching this siskel and ebert obvious ripoff which is really uh, i don't know if it's uh, it's it's hindsight foreshadowing is what it is because they are watching a tv show mm-hmm. that is movie critics mm-hmm. and you know who oh. shows up in this episode John Lovitz. John Lovitz, yep. who, of course, will eventually play the critic. And we watched the other day, we watched um, A Star is Burns, mm-hmm. where he, that's the crossover episode, which apparently Matt Groening hated uh, and did you not know, put his name on. Crossover episodes can be good, mm-hmm. or they can really be very terrible. There, There's a few episodes of The Golden Girls that are crossovers or backdoor pilots, 
Do you know what that is? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> so, a backdoor pilot, for those of you that don't know, and I, I think don't... I saw that movie once. <laughs> oh, Freddie got fingered. Whoa. Um, <laughs> Would you uh, like some sausage? A backdoor pilot uh-huh. is when a an existing show yeah. has an episode that serves as a pilot for another show. Oh. So it often a spinoff of some sort. So this would be like Mary Tyler Moore and show Rhoda. into Rhoda or Lou Grant or uh, I mean that kind I, of those are more I think purely spinoffs. Okay. So a, a, an example I am thinking of is the Golden Girls had a backdoor pilot for Empty Nest. Which, I had no idea. So the characters on Empty Nest really did not exist in the Golden Girls universe okay. until this backdoor pilot. And actually the the pilot ended up being a completely di- it was the the show the the show that eventually became Empty Nest yeah. was a completely different show than what was proposed in this pilot episode. Oh. But it's kind of kind of that where these characters are introduced in the universe of an existing show. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't. I, I, I don't I'm know. Totally about, unfamiliar with that term. Did the critic already exist when A Star Is Burns was made, or did that serve as a backdoor I pilot? I am pretty sure that it did. Okay. Uh, and and the reason I say that <clears throat> is because they refer to it as a crossover episode. Okay. And that was the reason. I, if I am not mistaken, Matt Groening took his name off the episode. Okay. Yeah. So so I guess the difference between a crossover and a backdoor pilot is the fact that the characters already exist. Uh huh. Or not. Uh, well, speaking of characters existing or not, have we seen McBain before? No. So, so man, we got a lot of intro in this, mm-hmm. a lot of intros mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah. Some of whom I think you were totally unfamiliar with. Well, uh, yeah, because so. I didn't know that the one dude was like a, a recurring character. Um, so back in, to the Simpsons anyway. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we, we the are, kid, they're watching, they're watching a Siskel and Ebert equivalent, uh-huh. a Springfield Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, Ebert. And, and they are talking about the new McBain film. Yeah, and they show a clip, and mm-hmm. McBain is McBain, and we don't even know that he's Rainier Wolfcastle. Yeah, he's he's just McBain here. He's just McBain here, here yeah. And uh, he punches some dude and he falls out the window. Mm-hmm. And once again, another tie-in because the movie that uh, the critic Jay Sherman in the crossover episode is reviewing is a McBain, a McBain movie. movie. Yeah, and you know his his whole thing is it stinks. It right. stinks. <laughs> right. So uh, yes, so some like one of the first things that happens is uh, in this episode is that you see Bart and Lisa sitting like inches from the TV. Very Millhouse style, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, did we talk about this in that episode? Like, I, I don't even remember what episode it was. But, uh, talk- but did we talk about, did you ever get yelled at for sitting too close to the TV? Oh yeah. Oh, or watch, yeah. watching TV in the dark. That was a thing in yes, our house. Yes. Yeah. Which like, if that was an actual, like, problem then i would have been this this just goes to show well your eyes are not great (laughs) (laughs) that Uh, is genetics (laughs) oh okay okay (laughs) yeah because my eyes are pretty okay i can't see worth shit y'all the um but here's the thing is like this is this just goes to show like my so my parents were in town and i performed at work and they saw it and my father said afterwards he said you know what you should call that you should call it the more things change the more they stay the same and that's part of what i do it's part mm-hmm. of my technique is to you know tr- you make know, history uh, relatable yeah yeah and uh and 
this is another example, right? This is some stupid shit. Watching TV in the dark is yeah. not going to ruin your eyesight. Right. And or give you brain damage. Yeah. I think that's what I was told. Yeah, <laughs> you'll think I've suffered brain damage. Uh, <laughs> no, um, it's a serious problem. <laughs> I, love, I love that. That's, yeah, that's a good joke. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the, uh, but you know they, they weren't getting it from Facebook, so... Where the hell were they getting it from? Probably, you know, we talked about going to church earlier. Probably from Holy gossip. the old lady's yeah, church. Yeah, and- there, like, that's a thing. Like, there are urban legends that, like, I'm sure both of us heard. Of course, I can't think of an example right now. Well, we we talked last week, I think, about the Procter and Gamble contributing to the Church of that Satan. That is not and- something I was. Oh really? Of. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I think just given my upbringing, it's mm-hmm. a little bit different. Um, but. You know, like, um, oh God, like, I feel like everybody knows somebody who claims to know twins that were named Lamangelo and Orangelo. No? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh. Yeah. What? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? So, like, that's like the urban legend. It's like, oh yeah, I knew somebody who knew somebody who was a teacher who had kids named Orangelo and Lamangelo. Oh, yeah. Orange Jello and Lemon Jello. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. I I heard that in the form of somebody whose kid name was Shatid, spelled, of course, shithead. shithead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so stuff like that or, um, gosh, I can't... So yeah, I think, I'm sure. I'm sure the, there was probably like an article that, yeah. like, in an analog society, made the rounds and somehow. It, it, it ended up in like Weekly World News or some yeah, shit. Yeah, like, like I, I remember the world without the internet. You do too. Mm-hmm, You're yeah. older than me, but uh-huh. <laughs> rob the cradle. Um, yeah, by a whole like 18 months, yeah. y'all. <laughs> Watch um, out! So, Lock up your daughters. No, but what what, what I'm saying is is that like. That stuff had to like circulate somehow. Yeah, and and I, and, and I think really like that's what we're talking. Like we're talking about like you know I, I said the old church ladies, but let's not leave out the fellas here down at the barber shop, right? Uh, right, or anybody for that matter. You yeah. know, you sit and you talk with people. Or you see the headline in the grocery store. I mean, that's something that we talk about, you know, at work all the time is about how people are spreading gossip in yep. in the old days. And they're doing it in taverns. They're doing it at the dinner table. They're mm-hmm. doing it at coffee houses, right? Right. Like, all that stuff is the same as the forms that we utilize in the modern day. Right. Which we can just do digitally. But it's just expedited. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. And anyway, so, uh, yeah. So, they are sitting watching the TV very closely. Man, yeah. we are a whole... Two minutes into this episode. Sorry, y'all. And uh, anyway, uh, Homer uh, says, I love watching the bald guy argue with the fat tub of lard. That's a little harsh, Homer. That's mean. But, um, um, but you know, um, like the, the, the quote unquote fat tub of lard, I don't know what his name is. Um, he doesn't really look like Roger Ebert, but the other guy looks like Gene Siskel for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know if Ebert had a mustache or something at one time. I, I don't, don't know if he did I don't remember or not. that. Yeah. Anyways, I, I remember him in his later, later years. But I, anyway. I used to, yeah, I used to watch that because mm-hmm. it would be on late, like super late. Like they would run it like two in the morning oh, in yeah, syndication. Yeah. Uh, and so I used our, to. Just, our, the, we had it, it was on Sunday mornings. And it was, I mean, what, a, what an ingenious and simple thing. The system that they use, mm-hmm. right? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Mm-hmm. We like it or we don't. Yep. Uh, we, uh, uh, similar, like to like the binary system. Yes yep. or no, yep. right? Zero or one. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, Caitlin and I, when we when we talk about movies to each other, we rate it by 
Uh, I would pay full price for yep. it. I would go on five dollar Tuesday, or I would be mad to spend any money. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we, you know, if we see a good movie, it's a hey, I'd pay full price I for that. I would have been mad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we have Regal Unlimited, so we don't have to worry about that. But yeah. <laughs> anyways, so uh, the TV, of course, starts to malfunction. Homer refers to himself as Doctor TV. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets up and he starts hitting the TV, and mm-hmm. it does not work. Yep. Uh, and um, anyway, so of course uh, the it just keeps getting worse and worse until eventually they get dun dun dun. The dot of death. Yeah. When the whole thing goes black and there's just a little dot in the middle of the TV. Which, like, they just got this TV at the pawn shop in that That's one right. episode. That's yeah. So. Because the old one went over the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> in the RV. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, uh, they're, they, and then they start freaking out. Yep. You know, and you, know what this, you know what this reminded me of? Mm-mm. This reminded me of the red rings of death on the oh, Xbox. Oh, no. Yeah. Caitlin and I... Um, Earlier in our relationship, I mean, this was like five, six this years was, ago. This was like very early. No, it was more than that because was it? it was in that one house. Yeah. Um, we uh, So I had an old Xbox, a, a first-gen Xbox that my brother uh, had um, and we had, a, had given me. And we had a game called The Bible Game. And I don't know if you have ever played The Bible Game on Xbox, but it is the most infuriating game on the planet. It's First of all, for a heathen like me, is very hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, just the like little games that you have to play are and, very yeah, hard. Like, it's set up like a game show. So you know, there's four players, and the four players play games throughout the to game to get points. And they're set up in rounds. Think of like pressure luck in that way. But instead of getting whammies, they're behind one of the little numbers that you're trying to hit, which are points again. Uh, is what's called, I am not kidding you, I am not joking, this is real, it's called the wrath of God. <laughs> and if you get the wrath of God, you lose all your points for the round. It's like the opposite of a daily double. And it is so infuriating. Uh, and then, it, even even at that, it doesn't matter, because at the end of the game, you go into what's called the grace of God round. <laughs> Again, I am not making this up, this is real. And in the grace of God round, there is a tree, it's supposed to be, I guess, the tree of life, and there are little apples on the tree. Mm-hmm. And you have to go through, and it's just random. They're just apples, and if you get all, if you pick all the right apples, then you can exponentially increase your points. But behind one of those sneaky is snake. what we dubbed the sneaky snake, <laughs> and you would lose all your points in the round. And so, like, it was just this wild game of chance is really what it was. And if you ran the board on Sneaky Snake, you won the game. That's just the way that it was. Yeah. And this was this was a game where the computer players yeah. were clearly rigged against you. Man. And we, my brothers and I would play this game when I was in uh, high school and early college. And we would just scream at each <laughs> other. And uh, here is a fun little tidbit. Caitlin and I played it exactly one time. We played one it one time. time. Robert got so mad, he threw the controller. <laughs> And then, and not only did I throw the controller, this was by accident, but I hit Caitlin yeah, with it. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, it was it was not purposeful at all. Oh man! But, but I sure did hit her with it. Yeah, yeah. It was and one of those things where he like stood up from the sofa and threw I, the controller. Fucking shit! Fucking sneaky snake! It was. Uh, I believe the the player's name was Jacob. Oh, that motherfucker! That had run the board and oh. got all the points. And yeah, that was such bullshit. It was. It was, it was honestly a lesson in teaching you how life was not 
fair. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> That's the lesson of the Bible game. It doesn't have anything to do with answering Old Testament trivia or anything like that. Like it is he he who he it who is laughs very laughs, arbitrary. laughs best. <laughs> yeah. And and sometimes bad things just plain old happen to good people. Yep. <laughs> and so uh yeah. Anyway, I don't, oh we uh, the, the day after we the played very it. next day we were gonna play again and I turned it on and I got the red rings of death yeah so and we, that was the end we of it. get it we get it Homer he's all crying yeah and you can tell Marge is like oh thank God <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh, the. Uh, the TV is just poking, a, is just showing a dot, and mm-hmm. they're very upset over it. And then uh, we get uh, uh, we get something from Marge. She says, mm-hmm. "You know, it's not the end of the world because you know before we were married, we hardly ever even watched television." Yeah, Bart doesn't believe her. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. And she says that they used to shoot pool and go dancing. Yeah. And Lisa's like, "Oh, how romantic." And. Uh, so, anyways, we turn to this. Um, oh, she also says that they just stayed home and talked. So that kind of sets up yeah, the yeah. the premise of the episode. Yep. And um, anyway, so uh, Lisa says, you know, oh, it's it's kind of hard to picture you, you know, hand in hand at the crossroads of life. That's what she says. So many questions. And Marge says, all right, well, why don't you just pick one, ask a question. And she says, how did dad propose to you? This oh, is, I see what Lisa's you mean. Lisa's head in this yeah. looks so fucked up <laughs> when I she's talking to them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like, it's supposed to be like a pro... Uh, like a profile, I think, but it uh-huh. looks really weird. Yeah, we'll we'll show you in the Instagram here. And uh, anyways, Lisa says, "How did Dad propose to you?" And this is where we get the cutaway, mm-hmm. and it's the cutaway that you probably expect. Uh, they are sitting in the office with Doctor Hibbert, young Doctor Hibbert, who has a big afro, mm-hmm. and he says, "He says, Miss Bouvier, I think we found the reason why you've been throwing up in the morning." And then he sticks his hand out to Homer, and he's like, "Congratulations!" Yeah. And they're like, "Uh oh." So uh, uh, Marge, uh, we cut back to the family and Marge says, well, I think I'd rather tell you a different story. Let's tell you the story about how we <laughs> met and fell in love. And so, Good cover, Marge. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and so uh, at any rate, uh, we get a, we get a uh, throwback. Or what's that? Uh, a flashback. Flashback. God. <laughs> we get a flashback. <laughs> and here we get something. Uh, we talked last week about the improvement in writing, right? Mm-hmm. And here we get something that will be an element of that right off the bat. We get Homer riding in his car in 1974. And he, on the radio is the Carpenter's... Uh, why do, uh, it's called um, Close to You. Is it Close to You? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, like I almost said, closer. That's a nine-inch nail they, song. <laughs> mm, they long to be in parentheses close to you. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, anyways, it's the Why Do Birds Suddenly Appear Every Time You Draw Near? And um, anyway, he, he immediately goes, "Oh, gross!" Mm-hmm. And then switches the channel. But this song is going to be a huge part of this episode. Mm-hmm. There will be multiple callbacks to it. And I really I told you earlier that uh, Burr Bacharach and the Steve Miller band got their money's worth. That's, that's right. They're <laughs> out gonna of this get their, episode. their royalties out of it. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. And so uh, so do the Carpenters. Right. Yeah. And um, anyway, so well, he... Burr Bacharach wrote that song. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't that's know that. Burr Bacharach song. Yeah. Did he sing it first? Did they, um, is that a cover? I think he has sung it. Yes. But like, I mean, most of his songs are sung by other people. Oh, I don't. I don't know exactly. I did not know. But like he's, yeah. He you wrote. know, I 
the I only- really like Burke Backerat back for some reason. So oh. I well, just you must love the uh, first Austin Powers. <laughs> It's been so long since I've watched it. Don't they sing a Burt Bacharach? Or doesn't he sing on the uh, on like the uh, the bus in Austin Powers? On uh, like honestly, it's, it has been like <laughs> probably twenty years since I watched. That. Oh, okay. Anyways, yeah. that's not important. What's important is that Homer switches the channel because yeah. he goes, "Ew, gross!" And then he doesn't want to listen to a switches it over to um, Tom Petty. And uh, oh, that's not Tom Steve Petty. Miller. Steve Miller. <laughs> Steve Miller. Why did I say Tom Petty? Uh, I don't know. Anyways, uh, some people call me the Space Cowboy. It's called the Joker. The, the Joker, song. right? Mm-hmm. Etc. And um, uh, at any rate, uh, I have to say I'm pretty surprised that that line from the song was permitted to play on the radio. I really like your peaches. Want to shake your tree? <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, take that, Tipper Gore. Uh, <laughs> Ninety-one. We're still in the Bush era, sweetheart. <laughs> Right? Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. she she's campaigning in the 90s. Yeah, uh, fair. So, and, and by which I mean campaigning against, like, indecency or whatever. Anyway, uh, that is just to say that Homer is, uh, he gets to school and we see Barney Gumble, young Barney, who mm-hmm. looks a little different than he will later in the series. Uh, later in the series, young Barney is a little more put together. Yeah. Pre-beer Barney. Yeah, so he seems... He looks very similar. Yeah. But like he's just a little like he's thinner. He's got a little bit longer hair. Wearing the same outfit, of course. Uh-huh. But I can't remember which episode it's established that Homer was the one to give Barney his first beer. Yeah. It's when they're in college, right? No, they're in high school. Okay, because I was uh, like Homer didn't go to college because that's another episode. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's another episode. That's the uh that's that's the first perhaps uh uh, triple banger the like you know one two three punch okay. episode um but that's right. later in the series of course anyways that's a conan episode mm-hmm. yep so at, at any rate um uh homer and barney show up and barney says hey you're late you know uh you're late for english which is weird because barney you must also be late for english <laughs> uh anyway homer says i'm never going to use that i'm never going to england <laughs> and so uh off they go to the bathroom to smoke so springfield high school is wild. And I don't know if you like mm-hmm. the exterior of Springfield high school Yeah, is, uh, like a typical, it looks a lot like the elementary school, Uh huh. but the p- columns are lime green. Are I they lime green? Yes, oh. they're lime green. I don't know. Maybe that's like supposed to be like they painted the school avocado green because it's the seventies. Oh yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah. like, uh, I, that was just something that I was like, that's very strange. Huh. Yeah. I, I didn't even, well, I'm colorblind, y'all. Uh, I don't know if you know that or not, yeah. but uh, I am. So uh, I didn't notice. <laughs> um, anyway, oh, we, we, did, we did talk about that because we talked about that with the weird colors in the uh, first season. Yeah. At any rate, uh, we, Homer and Barney are going off to smoke, and then we cut to Marge talking to a friend of hers, and you know what they're talking about? Did you remember. catch what they were talking about? Hold on, sorry. She says, "Come on, Marge. Don't you think we deserve to earn just as much as a man oh, who yeah, does the same?" Oh yeah, they're talking about the Equal Rights Amendment. They are talking about the ERA. Yeah, because yeah. Marge is like, "Oh, I don't know. Do we really need a whole amendment?" <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so I, uh, I, I just wrote it down that they the were the amendment, which still has not passed. Correct. Uh, so, at any rate, over thirty years later, by the um, way. Yeah, and so, anyways, I yeah, mean, that's why I wrote since it. this episode aired. Correct. Uh, and so that's uh. Oh, almost 40 oh. years. No, wait. No. So, the, so I'm so sorry. The ERA, I'm sorry. From, from, from the episode, not from yeah, the Yeah, I mean, the, ER, the, the ERA has been around since like the 60s because it was yeah, a yeah, Johnson, yeah. I think, introduction. Oh, really? 
I, I believe did, so. I did not know that. I want to say it was like 64, but I could be wrong. Oh. Um, that might be an oops I fucked up for next week. <laughs> um, Come on, we're history people. <laughs> but yeah, like, so like, like, no, at this point, like today, uh-huh. it's been around for like more than 50 years. Um, so at any rate, uh, the, 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 the point is, is there, that's what they're talking about. And, uh, Marge is given an, an, uh, an issue of Miss Magazine, uh, to go off and read. And then we cut to Homer and Barney inside the bathroom smoking. Yeah. So, uh, Marge and her friend, do we know her name? I don't think I so. I don't think she's named. Mm-mm. Um, they're, they're smoke or they walk by the bathroom, the boys bathroom. Yeah. And they go, oh, the shop kids are smoking again. Uh huh. That was a definite group of kids in my high school. The oh. shop, the shop kids. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like the Votech kids that, like, you know, they maybe weren't necessarily the smartest, mm-hmm. but like they were, they were trained in practical skills. Mm-hmm. So I guess that kind of makes sense given yeah. it's Homer and Barney. I am surprised. <clears throat> I have to say that we cut into the bathroom and Disney has not yet removed the cigarettes from this episode. Yeah. Uh, I am frankly astonished that they have not come through and cut it out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the wiki says that this is the first instance in which we see Homer smoking, uh-huh. period, uh-huh. like smoking whatever, cigars, right. pipes, whatever. Right. Uh, so, but I mean, it's kind of like integral to the plot i guess yeah well it's it's definitely integral to the introduction of this new character who walks in who is principal dondelinger mm-hmm. he's not immediately named but he will be named no, later in the episode. i thought it was chalmers but it's not they no. look similar no yep uh they do they do look a little bit similar yeah. um but chalmers of course is uh, considerably later yeah. dondelinger uh will be a recurring character though and we will see him in the quote-unquote modern day later in the series he may be on the puzzle i think that he is i'm pretty he's, sure that he's i said he's down at the bottom yeah i'm pretty sure that i i, I pointed him out to you the first time we did it mm-hmm. um at any way at, at any rate uh he says well 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 if it isn't homer simpson and barney gumble springfield answer to cheech and chomps <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if that was true, they'd be smoking something else. Yeah, that's right. They wouldn't be smoking that's cigarettes. That's right. Um, but anyways, uh, Dondelinger uh, comes in, and the whole purpose, I guess, yeah, it is integral to the plot, because the whole purpose of him coming in there is to give them detention. Yeah. So he says, you know, you know the time, and you know, you know, you know where and when. And they both say, 3 o'clock, old building, room 106. This implies to me that Springfield High School is a campus. Yeah, it does. It does because they refer later in the episode they'll refer to, new to the, building. the new building. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder. I I I wrote. I didn't write this down, but I was also wondering the same thing. Yeah. Like, like I wonder what the campus of Springfield High School really now, looks like. I say that it could be that the school at one point had been expanded mm-hmm. because my middle school we had the old building and the new building. Yeah. But they were connected by a hallway. So uh-huh. maybe it's something like that. Maybe so. Because yeah. if Springfield's in Oregon, you're not going to have like a Southern California lockers, outdoors, mm-hmm. sidewalks and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, at any rate, they both know where to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, we then cut over to Marge and what she's doing. <clears throat> and she, she is, has clearly read the Miss Magazine. Yeah, she is essentially holding a rally mm-hmm. uh, out there and... <laughs> Uh, she points out that the work of a housewife would uh, equate to, remember this is supposed to be 1974, so uh, $48,000 a year. So that is, 
that <laughs> let's just say uh let's just say that that really hits hard yeah <laughs> uh and anyway uh she uh, holds up her bra and burns it we get a pretty funny little tidbit yeah. here in that it me- not only is it, i'm assuming polyester or something along those lines it I goes straight up it, in it flames just- it's engulfed, and then like all she has is the underwire left, which yeah. is very funny. Yeah. Uh, and the, oh, she says, and I guess it's the tissue paper inside, yeah. <laughs> implying that she stuffed her bra. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, anyways, Dondelinger shows up, and he says, "I'm surprised at you. You just bought yourself a day of detention. You know where and when." And she's like, "Uh, actually, no, I, I don't." <laughs> so, three o'clock, old building, room one hundred six. Anyway, uh, we then cut to detention, and. Homer is in there. Of course, Barney is in there. And Barney is trying to find himself a date for the prom. Mm-hmm. He asks uh, Estelle. She is Which named. is weird because... So he's like, yeah, Estelle. And then we cut and we see Estelle. She looks like a nerd. She doesn't look like she's like causing trouble to get into detention. Hey, maybe she, hey, maybe, maybe she was at the rally. Maybe. Oh, maybe. That's right. That's, okay, good point. Um, at any rate, uh, Marge shows up at the door. Uh, she says, is this room 106? I don't know, Marge. Why don't you look at the sign on the outside? <laughs> uh, however, we, this is where we get our first call back to the uh, to why do birds suddenly appear? Yeah, because as soon as Homer sees Marge, that is the song that plays in his head. And, and the, yeah, and this is yeah, and this is so important. Remember, because he said "ew" and turned it off earlier. Yeah, uh, and I, I think that it's fair to th- to say that the presumption here is that the music that's playing is in his head. Yeah, and so yeah, for sure. Um, quick, quick sidebar mm-hmm. slash reference to what we were talking about earlier. Marge's friend who gives her the magazine is named Kim. Oh. <laughs> According to the wiki. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, very good. I don't think they named her in this episode. No, I don't she think must so. Come, but come back in a later so, episode. Uh, at any rate, uh, she comes in and sits down, and Barney immediately sticks his head across Homer's desk. Mm-hmm. So we, we have Marge, Homer, and Barney like in, in three, a row. Yeah, in three Homer's desks. in the middle. And Barney sticks his face across and goes, Would you like to go? And Homer immediately shuts him up. And, uh, and says he says she's mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Music's still playing. Music is still going. That's right. Yeah. So then Homer asks her why she's in detention, and she says she's a political prisoner, yeah, which is very funny. She says I'm a political prisoner, and she says something that's very important to Marge's character. Yes. She says that's that, the last time I take a stand. Yeah. Which what a bullshit, Marge, yes. because we've already seen you take a stand a uh-huh. couple episodes ago. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, and we'll see one later on. With with another character here okay. uh, pretty soon, but but uh, I I do think that this points to I, I do think that this points to um, maybe a, a little over analyzation here, uh, Marge's general character of flopping, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and just uh, taking whatever the boys are doing right, like mm-hmm. you know, and just dealing with it. Yeah. At any rate, Homer is making small talk with uh, with Marge. And he says, hey, maybe we should get together sometime. And she's like, I don't even know your name. Uh, I'm Homer. And what we get a really good joke here. Um, and this, is it possible? Is this, is this reminiscent of Breakfast Club with the, with the detention? You just bought yourself another day of detention. Um, Two days, three days. It's been a long time since I've watched that movie, too. I think it is. I, okay. I think it uh, is. Yeah. Because, there, because remember, there's... Um, Oh, the bad boy character. Um, um, anyway, Emilio. Emilio Estevez. Yes, very good. Yeah. Uh, uh, he. Um, you know he's Martin Sheen's son, right? I did know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Trivia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, at any rate, there's that scene where he, you know, is just like, I don't care. I don't care. And so he just keeps getting more and more detention piled mm-hmm. on. Which, by the way, I don't think is the way to handle that situation. Uh, but uh, at any rate, so yeah, so think, Homer, like Homer and Marge are talking about why he's in detention. Yeah, and as this is occurring, the proctor of detention, I guess, is it was a proctor supervisor. Ah, proctor, yeah, so, uh, overseer. Ooh, no. Um, Proctor, Proctor. John Proctor. That's his name. John Proctor, (laughs) Mr. Proctor and Gamble. Uh, He is, he keeps telling Homer to be quiet. Mm -hmm. And so then pick up where you were. Yeah. So uh, Homer continues to talk to Marge says, you know, uh, maybe we should get together sometime. Oh, two days attention. I'm sorry. I don't even know your name. Three days. Yeah. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. And eventually we fall on six days. Well, and then- the, the joke, the funny joke is that like once he gets to three days, like Marge says, I don't even know your name. And he goes, I'm Homer. Homer. The guy goes four, four days, J, J five, five days, days Simpson, Simpson, six, six days. days. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, Homer then gets ordered to the back of the room, but Marge knows his name. Yes. Very and, important, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, then we cut back to the the present day, and we see the kids, and... Mm-hmm. It was love at first sight, says Lisa. And then <laughs> Bart goes, it was a jailhouse romance, man. Ooh, mm. boy. With recent events, that is a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah. is a lot. Have you wow. all been keeping up with that business out of Alabama Shh. where that guard got uh, uh walked her jailhouse boyfriend yeah. out? Of, what a wild story! That, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, and it's a tragic ending for her. That is going to show up on your true crime prop podcast. It, it's gonna, <laughs> There's yeah, no it, way. It, it, I, I'm wondering when the movie is going to be made because yeah. it, I got to tell you, like, I don't know a whole lot about the situation, um, but I feel really bad for that woman. Uh, yeah. Uh, like what and, a fucked up situation. Now yeah. I, I has like her family come out and like made a statement or anything because I, I haven't seen. I don't know. Seen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but we haven't watched the news this week. Very I much yeah, because I get, of I saw like a headline. It was like, was she, there was, was she, you know, was she a victim of, of, manipulation i was like yeah, yeah i think so and i mean and now you know she uh uh god rest her soul committed suicide yeah and he's just back in jail yeah it, it's this fucking turd of a person wild he was he was in for murder yeah i didn't realize that i he, do think that his victim his first victim uh-huh. uh their family did come out with a statement about it uh, well, it, it I mean, he should be effective. tried for her murder, too, then, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I That's mean, not he's, double jeopardy. He's That's, never going to see the light of day. Anyway, right. So. so if you're not aware, uh, there was a situation in Alabama where a corrections officer who was getting ready to retire. Like the next day. Yes. Literally the, the, the next, next day. day. Broke her, broke an inmate out of prison and it come to find out they were in a relationship. They escaped. It had been meticulously planned because they like were dumping cars left and right and getting, yep. getting vehicles. And let me tell you in this economy, when you're trying to find a car in Esta economy, it, it's going to take, it's going to take some planning. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, they eventually made their way up to Indiana. And when the authorities started to pursue them, the corrections officer, shot herself yeah. and they apprehended the the guy crazy but it, i mean it's just a wild story yeah uh, I mean, uh, yeah it, it, it's it's there's there's something going on there and i think we're gonna get more details as i'm, I'm sure that we will yeah i'm, I'm sure but anyway uh I don't remember why I started talking about that. Uh, oh, political, being a jailhouse romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, 
we um we we are with the family and Homer says, you know, I, I got step one, she knew I existed. Yeah. Made me think about that song from uh Catch twenty two slash streetlight manifesto. Christina, she don't know I exist. <laughs> sure. Um yeah, uh, Caitlin doesn't If know I this. heard it, I probably would Christina, it. she don't know I exist. Na, 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 na. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> So we then cut, and we this, this there's so much in this episode, y'all. We get now a snippet as we were, I think, discussing last week yeah, of last early week. Homer and Abe. Abe's a dick. Yes, Abe is not I a good father. I did not know that. Once again, we cannot love Abe too much because all the stuff that happens to him is, is sad. If we love him, so right? for me, the girl that's learning, yeah, I definitely learned something because. I did not know this. And it, mm-hmm. uh, I thought I had seen this episode, but I think I had only seen clips. Like mm-hmm. I, I think I said last week, um, I only saw the part where Homer's walking home. We'll get to that part. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, don't be an asshole, Abe. Abe is Abe is not very likable. And, and, and I would it, ask where Mona is, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's gone. Yeah, she, yeah she's, she's, she's been she's gone a long out. time. Okay. Uh, Homer is very young when Homer when, when Mona when Mona leaves. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I'll find out in like six years when she, we get to that. So episode. she leaves. So this so this episode called the the uh, the flashback is in 1974. Yeah. This flashback is 1974. Mona leaves in the 60s. Okay. So uh, anyway, and we uh, all know that Homer Homer Happy Birthday Homer. Um, he was born. In 50- oh yeah. That's right. We posted on our Instagram. Yeah, he was born May 12th, 1956, or maybe December 5th, 1956, depending on where you are from. We're not in Europe, so he was born on May the 12th. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's also Catherine Hepburn's birthday, by the way. Uh, well, happy birthday, Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> Here, you, uh, want, you want another sidebar? Oh, boy. For years, Catherine Hepburn lied about her birthday. Uh-huh. Not because she wanted to conceal her age, although she did make herself two years younger. Mm-hmm. She said she was born in November, mm-hmm. which was her older brother Tom's birthday, and he had killed himself in like the twenties. Oh my god! Maybe? So she like adopted his birthday, but she was really born on May twelfth, nineteen oh seven. Oh, well, there you go. She, I think, I think the date she said she was was November eighth, nineteen oh nine. Huh. Now you know. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, this has been a Catherine Hepburn podcast within a podcast. Go ahead. Uh, that's right. Well, guess what? Abe Simpson is a turd. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, again, I, 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 I will still make this case, and I'll say it once more. I, we just cannot like Abe too much. Uh, and so this is part of the reason this why we is, don't like him yeah, all that much. Yeah, this is truly a revelation to me because, like I said last week, every other time I've seen him... It's been for comic relief. Yeah. And, and th- this is not a comic relief moment whatsoever. He's yeah. being an asshole to his kid. He, said, you know, he says, you know, this girlfriend of yours, is she a looker? Uh-huh. A lot on the ball? Oh, yeah. And he says, son, don't overreach. Go for the dented car, the dead-end job, the less attractive girl. This actually parallels for me something that happens later in the series where Marge, who is very disappointed with her business failing, says, take a lesson from me, kids. Aim low. That yeah. way no one cares if you fail. Yeah, and like that's so, that's so depressing. Yeah. But did you notice where they got their chicken from? Uh, in this scene, they're eating uh, fried chicken. Uh-huh. And uh, they got it from Shakespeare's, Shakespeare's fried chicken. <laughs> I guess I did notice that. I just didn't really make note of it. Um, Which is a weird thing. So uh, we um, uh, 
What, what, what am I looking at? Sorry, I was writing something down. Um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, Homer is not getting advice, good advice from yeah, Abe. So and, and, so, and eventually, like, you know, Abe's kind of asking him, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? And then finally, Homer says, Dad, I'm in love. And Abe says, okay, get yourself a beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, cut the crap. And then, uh, yeah. So, yes. I guess they have, like... Anyway, he gets bad advice from Abe. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I went backwards. We then, we then cut uh, to Homer because he needs guidance. So he goes to the guidance counselor. Yeah. And the count, he, says, he says, I'm in love with a girl. How do I force her to like me? And he's like... I don't provide that kind of guidance. Yeah. It's very funny because there's two doors. You see him going to the guidance office and there's two doors. It's for students A through M. Uh-huh. And then students... N through, N through Z. Yeah. And he has to say the alphabet before he knows which door he has to go That's into, right. which is very funny. Um, and um, anyway, so he says, but, you know, I like to think that I provide something of value. So he says, you know, talk about uh, a common interest that you have. And Homer says, well, what interest does she have that I could make common? Uh, in short, I'm going to force the issue here. And mm-hmm. he says, well, she's on the forensics team, mm-hmm. which is a wild thing, I guess. I never heard of a high school that had a forensics team. Oh, we did. Oh, well, never mind. Now, this is this is forensics, not like in the sense of forensic science. Oh. It's forensics in the in the sense of I never really understood exactly what it was, but it's like it's like <laughs> uh-huh. debate or like dramatic readings or something. Oh. Yeah. Well, that would stand to reason because that's what she's doing yeah. uh, in later in the episode. Yeah, that's okay. I see. That's what that is. That's not like going to investigate crime scenes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she, uh, he says, well, you know, they meet in the new building, so we hear about the mm-hmm. new building here, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, he says, Homer, do you have any plans for after graduation? Get a good joke here. He goes, me, I'm going to drink a lot of beer and stay out all night. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the guidance counselor is like, no, no. I mean, career wise. Yep. And he hands him a pamphlet from the new nuclear power plant. Mm-hmm. And Homer laughs it off essentially and tosses the pamphlet into the trash, but shows up right to the, uh, right to the forensics club, I guess mm-hmm. is what it is. Mm-hmm. And Marge is of course, practicing for her uh for the big day Mm -hmm. which will be the forensics meet competition championship i don't know Uh, yeah so they're so she's practicing mm -hmm. they they all start clapping and homer's there and then we are introduced to another character yes who says first woe unto shelbyville so we not only get that we get we get a reference to shelbyville here as a rival yeah oh yeah we haven't I don't think we've heard of Shelbyville yet. I don't know if we have either. Yeah. Um, If we have, it was not... It didn't make an impression. Yeah. Uh, so at any rate, uh, the the real introduction here is Artie Ziff. Yeah. So we had the critic television show uh, with the Siskel and Ebert knockoff yeah, earlier. But, but here we John have... Lovitz John Lovitz is yeah. the voice of Artie Ziff. Yeah. And... So we uh, Homer walks in and he says, "I'm Homer Simpson. I'd like to sign up for something." Mm-hmm. And so the the teacher, uh, Mrs. Blumenstein, yes, <laughs> is says that there's an opening on the debate team. Yeah, debate? You mean like arguing? Yes. Well, I'll take that. You stink pot. He mm-hmm. goes straight in for the argumentum ad hominem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, and then he's like, "Nope, nope. Just warming up." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, 
And so she says, uh, you know, the topic is this. Uh, I remember my parents talking about this, about them. Uh, the topic is the national speed limit should be lowered to 55 miles per hour. And as I understand it, when this happened, there was one state holdout. And the holdout was, if I remember correctly, Louisiana. Oh, okay. Who, I didn't know this was actually a thing. Oh, yeah. I, guess, oh. I think the national speed limit. I guess limit, that makes sense. I think the national speed limit used to be 75 miles per hour. Oh. And uh, the thing is, so he, this is this is this is a topic that deserves to be revisited, and the reason is because cars in the '70s were obviously much heavier. They were much less or technologically inclined, right? They were uh, they took longer to stop. They were not as dynamic in terms of torque and the like. And a lot of people have noted that the speed limit in general should be re raised. And the I had no idea as a, as and, a matter of fact, and it, 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 there's a whole freaking it's the national maximum speed law that's mm -hmm. what it's called so and uh, as, I, as i understand it louisiana held out for a number of years and the reason that they eventually relented was because they were losing federal funding right uh for the roads or what have yeah you. so i guess this also did this coincide with a gas shortage? Maybe that might have been part of it. That's why you seventy four is somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you do you know that that's why you can make a right turn on red? Is it? I yeah. did not. I did not know that. Yeah, it's because people were wasting gas just sitting waiting for the light to turn. So yeah. they were like, well, if there's no cars coming, I guess you can turn right on everywhere red everywhere except for New Jersey. Yeah. Well, <laughs> then you have to go through the jug handle, but. Uh, anyway, yeah. Anyways, so okay, yeah. It was passed in 1974, mm -hmm. uh, and then they raised the speed limit back in 1987. Oh, they did. Oh, good. Yes. You know, you know, this is something that affects us directly because the town where we live has ridiculously slow speed Guys, limits. Guys, my my car actually keeps track of your the average speed you go, mm -hmm. and more times than not, it's like 18 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Our our town, mo much of our town, if not most of our town, uh, many of the main thoroughfares, if you can believe it or not, have a maximum speed of 25 miles yeah, an hour. It's, and it's, we're not a golf cart community. No, it's wild. And so anyways, uh, they're talking about that. Homer says, that's ridiculous. You know, it might, sure, it'll save yeah. a few lives, but millions will be late. So in Just like the Flash. Yeah, in, 19 <laughs> <laughs> in 1987, it was raised to 65 miles an hour. And I, they must have just done it again because they've bumped it up to 70 in certain areas on the interstate. Yeah, and I, I know in Texas, they have higher speed limits like 70, 75. Well, yeah, because... Uh, you want to get out of Texas as quickly as possible. Well, it's still going to take you a long time. I know. <laughs> Did you know, uh, I, I, somebody told me once, and I think this is true, that the distance between, I think it's uh, Houston and El Paso is the same amount, the same number of miles as El Paso to LA. That's, wow. That I guess that's really not that surprising, but it's it's hard to conceive of scale for yeah. a lot of things. Like we've mentioned, we're getting ready to go on a cruise. Uh -huh. I have never been on a cruise ship in my life and I have no idea how actually big this is going to be. This ship is going to be. Yeah. It, I, I've, I've never, it's very hard I for me to like seen, grasp that. Yeah. I've never seen like a, our, our cruise is going to be like 3,500 passengers, right? Something like that. 22. Is it 22? Yeah. So uh, either way, it doesn't matter. I have never seen a cruise ship designed for that number of passengers. Yeah, and that's a small ship because they're yeah. they're making ships now that have, including the staff, it's like ten thousand people. On yeah, board, it's wild, which is insane. Uh huh. So anyway, uh, yeah, they're talking about 
the the topic for the debate is that the national speed limit should be lowered to 55 miles and, and an hour. Good on Homer. He goes and gets a U.S. News and is apparently like, you know, trying He's to research. He's doing research, yeah. But of course, he writes on his notes. He just writes the words, no, no way. way. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. So uh, then we cut to the actual debate and Homer is debating none other than, of course, through this poetic justice here. Uh, was that the right phrasing for that poetic justice? Anyway, uh, I don't know. Uh, perhaps poetic n- non-coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is debating none other than Artie. Mm-hmm. And Artie uh, is speaking and Homer is interrupting him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he refers to Homer as an ignoramus. Yeah. You know where the first time I heard the word ignoramus was? Those little peg games at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, because <laughs> if because it tells you if you had like six or more pegs left, yeah, you are you a, an ignoramus. Which like, I guess maybe a little kid wouldn't understand the strategy of that. Yeah. So I always get down to like three. My father uh, has memorized the pattern, so he can always do one. Really? Yes, he has memorized the pattern. I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a pattern. That's funny. Anyway, um, he spent a lot more time in Cracker Barrel than I have. Well, you know, <laughs> he he grew he grew up in 1974. They just sat around and talked and That's played right. the peg game. That's right. <laughs> uh, not that peg game. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> my eyes, my eyes. At any rate. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, ew. So. That, so so Homer gets up, and, yes, and the and the uh, the a moderator slash teacher um, who was whose name you said earlier. Mrs. Blumenstein. Blumenstein, yeah, Blumenstein um, says, "Would you like to offer your rebuttal?" And, and he it, goes, Homer, With pleasure. Yes, and Homer puts the real emphasis on the butt, and we see him moon the class. Everybody, yep. Uh, and um, we then cut to Marge, who is, I'm assuming, she is running track or something something comes yeah. over to a it water looks like fountain she's in her gym uniform and homer uh, not for the first time in his life will pop out of a bush <laughs> and he says hi i'm homer simpson i'm moon for rebuttal <laughs> she's like yeah i remember yep. and so he hits her up to go out on a date and she says well you know you don't know me and he's like well i've got references you can ask uh, the coach flanagan mm-hmm. mr uh, sakovsky uh, barney gumble right mm-hmm. And so it's the the coach, obviously yep. the the shop teacher and yep. Barney. Yeah, and this uh, I got to tell you, this kind of felt a little bit like filler here. Yeah, I, yeah, it's kind of yeah. It's, we, we we get shots of the coach, we get shots of the shop teacher, and mm-hmm. then Barney. And Barney is the one that really matters here. He says, you know, he's all things to men and maybe to one lucky gal. Yeah. So a, a funny line that happened a little bit earlier was that, um, you know, Marge is being a little bit. She's reluctant to mm-hmm. accept his offer to go out with him. And he goes, look, I'm I'm just, I'm not asking you to like me. I'm not asking you to put yourself in the position of where I can touch your goodies. Yeah. I'm just asking <laughs> you to be fair. Yeah. Um, so basically he's asking, give me a chance. Yeah. Well, uh, Marge is not inclined to give him that chance. And uh, as a matter of fact, after she speaks with Barney, he comes and says, hey, you know, what's the good word? And she's like, and she essentially just says, I'm sorry. No. And, um, but something comes up and she says, oh, there, here, here's the phrasing, City Forensics Championship. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, at any rate, uh, she's like, you seem like a nice guy, but I don't have the time. The championship is coming up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and I tutor part time. And mm-hmm. he says, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, and she, he goes, can anyone be tutored? Uh, we find out that she tutors in French. Yep. And he says, what a coincidence of the subject I'm having trouble with. I guess with a name like Bouvier, you, you're... We- 
taken French. And a mother whose name is Jacqueline, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. As we uh, as we came to learn a couple of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, uh, we cut back to the modern day, and Marge in the modern day thinks that this is cute. She's mm-hmm. doing her little uh, Marge giggle, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. A, a sound I cannot imitate. Yeah, um, and then... <laughs> So like they're yeah they're sitting there reminiscing. Marge is like oh yay, and then Bart meanwhile is trying to fix the TV, doing his damnedest to get this TV yeah. to work. He's like I don't want to listen to this anymore. Uh-huh. I just want to. Did you ever have this conversation with your parents? No. Really. I know. I know they met in high school. Mm-hmm. I don't know how my dad proposed or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they were in college when he did. Yeah. Because they got married like straight out of college. But right. yeah, nope. Mm-mm. I think that we, I'm not, I think I know that we have had conversations like this multiple occasions with our parents. I've had this conversation with your parents. Oh, really? I mean, I, I know like, like they didn't go to the same school, right? right. Like, yeah. but they like double dated or something. And, My parents yeah. actually have a very, have a very like uh, romantic. It's and like a meet cute situation. It, they, uh, essentially what happens is they didn't know each other, right? They went to different schools, but they had mutual friends. Right. And when they were little kids, so they didn't meet until high school, mm-hmm. but when they were little kids, they had this little sort of like, boogie skateboard that you would sit on and ride down the road Mm -hmm. on and anyway one of their friends had it and they found out later in life that they were riding on the same little boogie skateboard as kids playing right and so uh, there you go but they uh yeah, they, they met in high school, and we've had that conversation, or they've told us yeah. that story a number my, of times. D- my dad moved to my hometown in 1968, so that's when they met. They gra- my dad graduated in 70. My mom, Short- gra- my mom graduated in 71. Gotcha. So shortly after uh, Mona bailed on <laughs> little Homer. <laughs> yeah, except my my both of my grandmothers were very much in the picture. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, the nitty-gritty details, but I do know that, like, they met at school. My dad mm-hmm. played my dad played football. My mom was a cheerleader, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm not dismissing that. I'm just... I'm, well, I'm I just, mean, it's a... It's, it's a, a common story. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Anyway, uh, that being said, uh, we then cut to Homer, who's getting ready for his definitely not a date, a study session. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. He's he's shaving. He finds a zit. Yeah. He uh, puts cream on it. He turns on. He brushes his hair. He's like, oh, losing some more, but that's okay. That's I right. Have more. <laughs> Bad news, Homer. Uh-oh. Uh, and then he turns on some makeout music mm-hmm. and lowers the lights. And Marge shows up and immediately says... Why is there makeout music on? <laughs> Which is very funny. Oh. I can't remember. It's is it like Barry White or something? It sounded yeah, it sounded yeah. like Barry White to me. Yeah. Um, and at any rate, uh, she says, "Well, it doesn't help me. Turn it off." So he turns it off, turns up the lights, and they. Uh, we then fast forward to them at the end of the evening. So Homer's watch switches time. So this is how mm-hmm. we know the time has advanced. They start at like six eighteen, and yep. then it goes to like nine something. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's learning all these words. Yep. He learns, uh, client, uh, un client, right. And then, yeah. uh, she points at the window, fenêtre. uh, she points at herself, femme, femme. uh, mm-hmm. like, yeah. uh, yeah. So she, and then she's like, okay, like we're, we've made good progress. I've got to go because mm-hmm. the forensics meet got is the tomorrow. Big meet tomorrow. He's like, wait, don't go, don't go. Let's take a little break. So they start dancing. They do the hustle. Uh-huh. Uh, and they bump booties. Yeah. Um, sure do. And then Abe yells from off screen. He's like, <laughs> keep it down. Yeah. 
And as we proceed through the evening, time gets later and later and later. Mm -hmm. She is very satisfied with his project. He says, listen. You mean his progress. What did I say? Project. Oh, his progress. Yes, not his project. Yeah. (laughs) And um, anyway, so. He can can conjugate all the regular verbs. That's a lot. That's a lot in one night. Yeah. uh, Two irregular verbs and sing the first version, uh, first verse of Alouette. And um, anyway, he he points out, he says, you know, when you do it, when you teach me, I see them, I I see, uh, it just sticks, right, Mm -hmm. is the point. Mm -hmm. It sticks because of you. He says, would you go to prom with me? And she says, you know, you're like no one I've never met before. And this is an important line. I wrote this line down. I've been trying to get to this line here Mm -hmm. over the past... uh, like uh, hour and a half. <laughs> yes. I, I wrote down because she says, uh, you're like, no one I've never met before. You're dear and honest and open without a trace of pretension. And uh, she's right. Mm-hmm. Like, he's dear and honest and open. And he's very straightforward in what he, he wants. He is what he is. Like, yeah. in the old computer days, when I, I remember when I was young uh, taking computer class, uh, there was a uh, an acronym called WYSIWYG, and I don't know if you've ever heard that before. Nope. But it's, it stands for what you see is what you get. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Homer is definitely WYSIWYG. Yeah. Uh, or um, what is it? Quidgybo, right? <laughs> um, but uh, this, listen, I know that we harp on this, and I know that I harp on this a lot, y'all, but she's right. And this mm-hmm. is why we do love Homer. Right, yeah. Homer is not Abe, right. and, and when Homer behaves like Abe, you don't we, like we him. distance ourselves from him. Mm-hmm. We don't like him, and uh, I think that Bart v. Thanksgiving, yes, being one of, Bart or, versus wait, Thanksgiving, no. and Bart, Bart gets, gets hit, hit by a car. car. Well, Bart ba- is the jerk, and Bart, ver- uh, Bart yeah. versus Thanksgiving. Homer's yeah. the jerk, and Bart, Bart gets hit by a car. Yeah, exactly. And you know, when they behave this way, and they are uh, so unlikable, we we. We the episode's not good. Yeah, but here you de- and I think this episode you definitely feel for Homer. Yeah, of course you mm-hmm. do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And now, should he have lied to Marge? No. No. But we all, we know we know the ending, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because because Lisa actually will say later on, she's like, but I know that this ends with you sitting here telling us this story, right? right. Yeah. Uh, and and Lisa's right to point that out, and we all we all know that this is going to end. With them sitting, telling the story on the couch. Right. But he asked her to prom. She says, he says, please say we. Mm-hmm. And boy, that was smooth. Yeah. Smooth, Homer. Very good, Get Homer. And, and she says she we. She says we. Yeah. And he... Uh, he says, oh, you know, I've been saving up for a car. I'm going to get a limo. We're going to have a great time. My tux is going to have the widest lapels. That's and the great. the most ruffles. <laughs> That's the great. The highest platform yeah. shoes you ever saw. Yeah, I love and that. And she's like all jazzed. And she goes, maybe I'll even wear my hair up. Bing. Which yeah. is, yeah. you know, funny. Here here we here we go. And, the, you know, there's no way that you don't watch the first half of this episode and be like, her hair's down. Right? At some point. You're like, mm-hmm. her hair's down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... She says, maybe I'll wear it up. And so then he says, you know what? I, if you, if open and honest is what you like, get a load of this. I'm not in a French and, class. And here, and here is proof of what she said being true. He is honest to, to a, a fault, fault yeah. here. And um, this, I, I don't know if this holds any parallel to the later on, like, you know, Oh, up off to the power plant, then to the Duff Brewery, mm, <laughs> right? But yeah, but we we get this we get this honesty, and he says, "I'm not in any French class. This was just a brilliant scheme to get to know you better." And, and then she, she is 
pissed Ooh, because we, at this point we it is established that it is 1 a.m yep after 1 a.m she's got the meat tomorrow mm-hmm. you know marge this is kind of on you here because you should have you should have said able, sorry i gotta go i've got to go yeah uh anyway uh she smacks him uh, and she uh, says, you kept me here until one o'clock pretending to be stupid. Well, <laughs> Homer J. Simpson, I hate yeah. you. Well, first, she, he, he wasn't pretending to be dumb. No. Uh, but but yes, this is the important line, as you point out. I hate you. Yeah. And then he calls Barney and he, says he's got she a date. leaves. Yes. <laughs> and immediately calls Barney. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this is where Lisa says, uh, everything I know tells me this do- story doesn't end with us sitting here and you telling it to us. Right. And uh, uh, Bart is still not interested. He said, they got married and had kids and bought a cheap TV, okay? Yeah. Uh, but uh, we uh, we immediately cut to Marge at the Forensics Championship. She's doing a poor job. She's yeah. obviously very tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, the judges actually say the word terrible. terrible. You suck, judges. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we see Artie, who has won. Yep, he's got the big trophy. Yep. Artie, by the way, as Caitlin has pointed out he while watching. He's so it. short, and it is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> she loves how little he is. He's so little. Anyway, his hair helps. But it does, yes. <laughs> yeah. But he's standing there holding the trophy, and uh, even though he acknowledges this might not be the best time to do this, he asks her to go to the prom. And he offers reasons, uh, and uh, well, Marge says, no, Artie, the best argument is that I've known you and respected you for eight years and would be delighted to go to the prom with you. Yeah. So she's not going to go with Homer. But Homer doesn't know that. Homer doesn't know that. So, Uh, yeah. I've had a similar situation to this. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. What happened? Uh, It was homecoming. It wasn't prom. Uh Uh-huh. And my, like, go-to standby date, who wasn't my boyfriend, but, like, we were friends. And he had a really bad habit of waiting until the last minute to yeah. ask. Yeah, And, like, it was, like, one of those situations where I was, like, I don't even know if he wants to go, blah, blah. I didn't say anything. Right. And so he, uh, he hadn't asked yet. And another kid asked me, and I said yes. And then, like, literally that night he asked me, and I really had rather... I really wanted to go with him. Mm-hmm. So I emailed. <laughs> I emailed the other dude. And I was like, oh, sorry, can't go. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was really shitty of me. Oh, uh, that stinks. But I liked the other guy better. Oh, well. <laughs> so. Hey, well, you know, look, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're well. listening to this, I'm sorry. He's not listening to this. Uh, but now they're both uh, in relationships with men. So I guess. Oh, well. You know. <laughs> Everything worked out for the best. Nothing wrong with that, but, you know, it's it just, that was, yeah, high school. Oof, woof. High school, such a serious thing. Yeah, well. These uh-huh. problems matter. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, Marge and Caitlin both uh, bail on their original yeah, dates. Yeah, which is really bad. <laughs> oh, well. And uh, we cut then to Marge, and we see here in this Mrs. next scene, Bouvier. Jacqueline Bouvier, that's yeah. right, and she is telling Marge to pinch her cheeks, mm-hmm. and she's like, a little more, try to break some capillaries. Yeah, and then Marge is like, why can't we just use rouge? Yep. <laughs> she's like, ladies, pinch. That's right, whores use rouge. That's, oh, you're Woo! like, isn't it in, um, 
Oh, I know you've never seen it. I think in uh, Gone with the Wind, she pinches her cheeks. Or does she like smack herself in the face? I can't remember which. But That sound you just heard was Caitlin smacking her face and hitting her mic. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, whores use rouge. Yep. Whoa. <laughs> well. We've already established that Mrs. Bouvier may be not the most supportive mother that there yes, is. Yes, poor, poor Marge has had some very unsupportive women in her yeah. life. Uh, but, but... She's um, getting ready for prom, and who shows up at the door? Homer. Homer J. Simpson. Yep. Worth all six days of detention. Who? But who opens the door? Patty Young and Selma. Young Patty and Selma. Yeah. yeah. So I guess this is the first time they've ever met Homer. They don't know that he they hate him yet. That's right. Oh well, they seem to right right away yeah, though, right? Yeah. And uh, anyways, because they they remark, you know. Marge's dates get homelier all the time. They sure do. Homer comes in, and this is the first time we also... Well, well this is not the first time we've seen Mrs. Bouvier, but this Mm-mm. is the first time that we see Marge's father. I totally forgot that he was even around. Mm-hmm. Um, his name's Clancy, right? Yeah. Clancy Bouvier? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely did not... It did not compute with me that her father was in the picture. Yeah. Just because... I knew of Mrs. Bouvier, but yeah. Not, yeah. Anyway, it's um, yeah, it's uh, uh, there's so much being being introduced, yeah. uh, both in canon and in character in this episode. I have a question. Okay. And I don't know if you know the answer to this. I don't know if it's answered later. Okay. The seventy seven forty two Evergreen Terrace. Uh huh. Is that the house that Homer and Abe live in? No, okay. it's not. Okay. No. Uh, that it they, is not. They per- so Homer and Marge purchase that house or they whatever. They do, and they, okay. they they reference the uh, the house. Uh, if I remember correctly, I can't I cannot put it to an episode, but I'm pretty sure that there is an episode where we get like maybe a B plot or something along those lines of them moving into that house. Okay. Uh, so I was trying to figure it out because like the door was similar, mm-hmm. and but you never see the exterior, so I was just curious. Actually, uh, they they could potentially be at the old Simpson farm. Uh, oh. which is where we eventually will get Tamako. Uh, okay. But that's, you know, the Simpsons universe is vast, wide, and has many branches. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, that... Which, that, which is something we've established that I kind of really love. Yeah. So, okay. So the, the, the answer to your question is no, no. that okay. is not 742 Evergreen. As a matter of fact, in these early episodes, sometimes when they reference the house, it's not 742. Mm. It's other numbers. Oh, so, okay. Uh, anyways, just keep your ears open for that. You'll hear it. Okay. Um, Homer shows up and they snap a picture of Marge <laughs> and she she's, sees him and she's like, whoa. She's very surprised. <laughs> what are you doing here? Well, you said you'd go to the prom with me. Well, I also said I hated you. And apparently it turns out that they haven't uh, talked since then. And Homer has gone so far as to avoid her entirely so she couldn't tell him she wasn't going to go with him <laughs> and missed three weeks of school. Oh my God. I missed, the, I missed that part. But that's very funny yeah god bless (laughs) anyway in walks Artie ziff as well and apparently patty and selma think Artie is quite the quite the which is so funny because they're like a foot taller than he is and like he's just a little dweeb it cannot be but it cannot be surprising right that patty and selma would be attracted to a man that they could dominate oh fair 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 although but based off of could they dominate MacGyver? Probably not. Ah, mm, uh, yeah, probably not. That's a good mm. point. And it's also, I think, it's also uh, worthy for us to note that Patty is attracted to Artie, oh, or okay. at least shows attraction to him, considering what we know about her later in the series and her sexuality. Patty's gay. Oh. 
Uh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway. Um, that, so it's Selma that marries Sideshow Bob. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, 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 Artie comes in. There is the awkward... Uh, the awkward business, and yeah. Uh, so, I, was it Mr. Bouvier that says, "Wait a second, if he's yeah. if he's your date, then who are you?" Yeah, Homer says, "I'm the spare." Yep, and yep. he excuses himself and walks out. And um, Homer walks out, and this we get another introduction here. The wise guy is here. He's yeah. Homer's limousine, limousine driver. driver. Yeah, his name is Raphael. I, I had no idea. I I had no I idea. I didn't know he was a recurring character. The wiki told me. I wonder. If uh, I wonder if like Real Gems or Simpsons Theory have done a, uh, an episode about the wise guy, about Raphael, um, uh, we should watch it. We should it. look, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's all over the place. If they you're going to see. Maybe it's a good thing. As we continue to go through the series, you're going to see him everywhere. And he is always doing this. He is always ripping on the situation. Okay. <laughs> uh, hence his name, the wise guy. Okay. And um, anyway, he says, Where's your date? And she goes, She's with him. He goes, Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess you want me to take you home, huh? He says, hey, I paid for this car, yeah. this tuxedo. I and, paid for two dinners. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to the prom. Yep. And, and the theme of the prom is Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, at any rate, um, the uh, Don DeLinger is there. Homer walks in and he goes, hey, I thought you dropped out. And this is where we get Don DeLinger's name. Yeah. He says, you wish Don DeLinger. And uh, so we we then get a, a funny but sad Sort of funny uh, mm-hmm. sequence with prom date pictures. Mm-hmm. We get Homer, excuse me, um, Marge and Artie. Yeah. Uh, then there's another couple. There's everybody waiting in line, and then you see Homer by himself. Homer Aww, <laughs> by himself. Guy. By the way, there were a couple of those at my proms. People who came on their own and took pictures by yeah, themselves. So I don't, I'll have to ask, well, I don't know. Maybe that's a weird thing to ask people at work. I just started a new job, and I am, by, I'm not, I am, uh, at my last job, I was the young one of the youngest people on staff, uh-huh. and now I am one of the older people on yeah, staff. Yeah. So, like, I feel like prom now isn't necessarily like going with your date, but going with your friends. Yeah, it's more of like a group outing than uh-huh. anything. I mean, of course, there's still people that have dates and whatnot, but yeah, we so we um one one of the times I went to prom, I I went with just my date mm-hmm. and then the other time I went with prom I went with my group of friends and you, yeah. you know my group of friends uh, <laughs> and so was uh, it all dudes it, no 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 what, what I meant so was you we, had your dates we had dates with us together but the three of us yeah went. and that's what we did but I feel like these days like if or I feel like in and when I was in high school and, uh-huh. and at my high school if you didn't have a date you didn't go oh really yeah yeah but like I feel like now if you don't have a date, you just go with your friends. Uh, uh, when my older brother, so my older brother used to drive a canary yellow 1979 Ford Fairmont. That thing was wild. Uh, it was a beast. Um, uh, some people at school called it the banana wagon <laughs> and it pumped out smoke in a, sure out of the exhaust did. in a hilarious way. And uh, anyway, when my older brother went to prom, the uh, my grandma uh, gave him some money to help him, you know, like get a tux and have mm-hmm. a nice dinner and all this. And he paid me to clean out his car. And I cleaned out the car and I said, you know, what do you think? And he goes, looks good. And he gave me like a hundred bucks. And I was wow. like, damn. I was like, I was like, I wasn't expecting that. And he would, he goes, well, this is all brought to you by Grandma's Funds for a Better Prom. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear him saying that. That's funny. I said, well, happy to be of service, sir. (laughs) So anyway. So. uh, Mind you, this was like 1999 too. So like. Yeah. That was $100. That's money. (laughs) That went far. Um, 
a little bit of confusion on my part that they're serving dinner at prom. Yeah, that's that that's is strange. That not did not happen for us. Yeah, no. No, we uh, one of the proms we went we went uh, the one with the group we went to the Sundial in Atlanta, Ooh. which is the rotating restaurant on the top oh, of the okay. Peachtree Plaza, now known as the Westin Building. Okay. Uh, when we go to Atlanta, sometime we'll go up there. There's a bar up there. We can just go up there and have a drink, drink. or something. I've been in a rotating restaurant before. Yeah, it's, at uh, the Marriott Marquis in New York. All I, I mean, I was there when <laughs> when we were there. All I could think about was how confusing it must be to be like a new waiter at this place because oh the center God. of it doesn't yeah. rotate right. Yeah. <laughs> so you like have to find your fucking table oh, every time you walk out on the floor. Yeah. Uh, so my prom. Um, <laughs> so my junior prom, we basically missed the prom because. Uh-huh. Our dinner took so long. Yeah. And it turned out that the guy that planned that dinner was the guy I had emailed about my homecoming, about not going to homecoming with him. And I was there with him and the other dude. So, uh-huh. mm. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, to add insult to injury, Homer is there. And uh, of course, Marge and Artie are there. And guess who wins? King and queen at the prom. This would Marge never happen Artie. for somebody on the Dagum debate team. No. But anyways, for the sake of the story, they do, and they dance, and Homer's just like, I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. He goes off and is very sad, and I started to get a little teary over here. Because <laughs> if you weren't with us last week, I cry at the drop of a hat. Yeah. And um, anyway, uh, Homer is out crying on the steps in the hall, and Marge comes up and says, you know, why are, why are you doing this? And he says, well, usually when I have thoughts, you know, there's a lot of different yes and no, and I'm not sure, but this one is all just yes. He's like, how could something that I'm so sure of, mm-hmm. meaning we're supposed to be for each other, yeah. we're made for each other, how can something I'm so sure of be wrong? And she just gives him, oh, poor Marge. I mean, she says it. She's being plain with yeah, him. Yeah, she goes, I, I don't know, but it is. She even gives You're him wrong. like a hand on the shoulder and yeah. says, she, yeah, it is. And yeah. she leaves. And... Then Homer goes back out to the limo. <laughs> and the wise guys are, you know, <laughs> yeah. where to now, Romeo? Yeah, so... <laughs> Inspiration point. Which, like, if you're feeling sad and, like, dejected... Isn't that the last place you want to go? There is no way that these kids do not refer to this place as makeout point. Oh, yeah. There's no way. I mean, I feel like and that's just like a trope that is yes. in almost every form of media. You know what they refer to this on Family Guy? Oh, I don't know. They refer to it as anal point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Simpsons walked so Family Guy could run. <laughs> Uh, I think you probably just offended our whole audience with that. I'm sorry. I, well, I meant like in that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I got you. You can't so. do that on television yeah. sort oh, of yeah. way. Fair enough. Yeah. That's right. The, the Homer and Barney smoke in the bathroom so that they can call it anal point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, at any rate, so Homer, for some reason, wants to go up there. And he is just hanging out with the wise guy mm-hmm. up well, the, there. The caption on Frankie X says... Like as they're driving, mm-hmm. it says people moaning and giggling. Yes, right. yes. <laughs> so huh? anyway, we cut up to uh, not only is Homer up there, but of course Marge and Artie are up there, and Artie is getting too fresh. He is getting frisky. His glasses mm-hmm. are off. That, yep. He has tiny little, little eyeballs, tiny like, little Millhouse eyes. Like, yeah, like Millhouse. <laughs> uh, and you know, Marge basically is like absolutely not take me home yeah uh, he rips her dress yes so i wrote this down i think this is i think this is um 
this is something worth noting here. Uh, uh, oh, 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 there we go. I wrote down the symbolism of the dress, mm-hmm. right? So Marge's, uh, Marge's, uh, it's, it's not that her innocence is taken, right? It's noted by Patty and Selma that they, that she doesn't put out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not, it's not that, that she has lost her virginity, but like there has been an infraction, right? right? Uh, an obvious one. He, he, he rips the strap on her well, dress. She's not consenting to what he wants. Yes. And yeah. the rip in the dress just further exacerbates that. Yes. And so for the first time or the second time in this episode, <laughs> exacerbate, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> emphasis on the ass. <laughs> uh, the, um, for That's the sec- not where I was going with that, but okay. Oh. Where were you going with it? I think Artie's going to be exacerbating later. If you know oh, what I mean. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the Simpsons walk so we could run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep, uh, Clear in my throat, y'all. I had two lattes this morning, and I am full of milk phlegm. We, <laughs> we recently purchased an espresso maker, uh-huh. so... And we are putting that thing through it. We, <laughs> we've gone through a lot more milk in this household than we've gone through in a long time. It sure so. is true. Anyway, mm-hmm. so um, he rips he rips her dress, and for the second time this episode, she smacks somebody, and this time it's Artie. Take me home. And on the way home, they pass... Oh, oh sorry. We should point out that... Yeah. that uh, Homer cannot afford another hour to get home with the limo driver who says so it's going to be $45. Yeah, so he decides he's going to walk. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the wise guy says, yeah, why ruin a perfect evening? <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, so Homer is walking home. That's been established. And as they are driving home, or Artie is driving her home, they pass Homer on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, so they get home, or yep. they uh, they get to the Bouvier household. Mm-hmm. And this is the segment that you remember from the clip show. Yes. Uh huh. Yes, it is. So, um, when Marge gets home, Mr. Bouvier says, "You know, when that Simpson boy showed up, it took years off my life." Yeah. So it's Marge, Marge is at the door, and she can hear her parents talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But uh, but before we talk, get there, let's let's talk about what Artie says here. Okay. Artie uh, will continue throughout the series to think very highly of himself. Mm-hmm. And he says, Marge, I would appreciate it if you didn't tell anybody about my busy busy hands. hands. And he does like this weird little thing. And he says, not so much for myself, but I am so respected. It would damage the town to hear it. Um, I have a question. (laughs) Uh Uh, Does Artie show up in present day Springfield? Or do we only see him in flashbacks? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, He will show up from time to time. I kind of get him and Disco Stew confused. Well, that's understandable. But uh, just remember that Disco Stew Stew is very tall. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And Artie is definitely not. He's like (laughs) 4'11". No offense to anybody, that's 4'11". (laughs) He's just just a short man. He's very short. He's number 11 on the Arkansas basketball team. Short, short man. Don't want, no want, no want. Don't want, no want, no want. You missed my joke, but... Oh, what'd you say? I said he's number 11 on the Arkansas basketball team. Whoa! Ha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Yes, uh, if you were watching March Madness this year, you may know that I saw, saw number 11, who was this little pistol peak he was dude. Very, he was very good, but oh, yeah. he was very tiny. It, it, out on the court where the rest of the basketball players, you were like, that dude is definitely yeah, I short. Yeah, I think they said he was 5'7". Anyways. Um, not 4'11". Anyways, right. uh, that being said, uh, Marge is going to go into the house, and that's when she hears her parents mm-hmm. talking poorly about and Homer. And then um, Mrs. Bouvier says, stop it she went out with the good one mm-hmm. meaning Artie. Artie. Mm-hmm. but marge is a sentimental fool mm-hmm. and uh we then cut to homer walking along the road and i referenced this last week or rather i quoted it last yeah. week um 
we see a car lights coming up behind him, honks twice. He goes, mm-hmm. shut up, honks again. I'm over as far as I can go, honks again. All, all right, right, all right. right. A walk, walk in, in the, the mud. mud. Yeah. And then, and then we discover that it's Marge. Yes. In the car. And we, I guess she had her car keys with her. I suppose so. <laughs> Either way, uh, or maybe, you know, hey, it's the 70s, right? Maybe the keys are just in the car. Or she hotwired it or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I wonder if they're driving a Fairmont. Anyway, uh, that's be- definitely not yellow, though. <laughs> that's right. Uh, uh, she uh, she pulls up next to him and he goes, you know, he's he's like, oh, and she says, you want to ride? Sure. And she says, you know, I I realize uh, who I should have gone to prom with. Who? My prom date. And and then he go, uh, was it him that said hi prom date? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, she. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, who, 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 by prom date, why so glum? Well, when does he fix her dress? Oh, when he says poor Vu? Yeah, I, I, I know, but I'm just Yeah, so, so, uh, she knows. <clears throat> Sorry. Anyways, uh, I too have had a latte today. Um, she says, when I got home, I realized that I, sh- uh, who I should have gone to prom with. Homer says, who? Yeah. And then she touches his arm and he goes, oh. And then I guess she says high prom date, and then he gives that's, her the that's cor- a, corsage. Yeah. That's that's a mistake. It's my prom date. She definitely says my prom. Oh, date there. okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they 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 left out the Marge Porvu after that on here. So no, they didn't. It's right there. Where? Where it says high prom date, and then it says Marge Porvu. Oh, I don't have that on mine. Oh, okay. Oh well. Anyways, that's where he. Fix it. This is my point is is this is where he fixes the dress right, right. the symbolism is that the dress right. is restored Marge is restored by the corsage that right. he brought for her right and we could talk about the symbolism of the flower but we're not going to I think that that would be an appropriate thing to point out so <laughs> yeah I think the flower does hold some symbolism there yeah, yeah definitely um, anyways then we get the I got a problem she's like why so glum I've got a problem mm-hmm. you know once you stop this car I'm gonna hug you and kiss you and then I'll never be able to let you go and then we cut to the couch with the kids mm-hmm. and he says I never have I never and, yep. and then Bart's gagging cut to credits yep and uh, over the credits plays if i am not mistaken when he when when we get to this point they start playing the song again yeah in in music uh why do words suddenly appear yeah but then when they cut to credit it <laughs> yeah. becomes homer singing <laughs> yeah. the joker yeah, yep. uh and that's the end and that's the end of the episode um we are at uh, almost an hour and 40 minutes Ooh, here boy but you know i mean there's a lot to talk yeah, about there's a lot in, to this unpack episode. in this episode I really loved it. I mm-hmm. thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. I love a backstory. Yep. And like, just, you know, this is something we've all navigated in one way or another yeah. in our lives. Yeah. So I think it's super, super relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, I, yeah, I'm not sure that there's anything that I could say that I really didn't like about the episode. Mm-hmm. The only thing, I mean, my, my criticism of it only really was the the cutaway to the coach and then cutaway to the shop. Yeah. And I just thought it was unnecessary. Not that yeah, I didn't like it. I exactly. just thought it was unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, but it does establish the fact that she cares enough about the potential of going out with him to follow up with his fair recommendations. Enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so I think that kind of adds a little bit more to her motivations, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but really, I, I think a really solid episode that Definitely gives us a lot more to work with as we go forward oh, into yeah. the series. Mm-hmm. 
And and, and gives us a couple of ancillary characters. Yeah. uh, That's Caitlin. Caitlin loves that. Love the ancillary (laughs) characters. Um, Yeah. I I thought that this was a great episode. So I have have an important question to ask you. Okay. We have talked an awful lot about one-two punches, right? We have talked talked about it on the podcast. I asked it on Twitter and Mm -hmm. nobody answered my question except for Shannon. Hi, Shannon. (laughs) Uh, uh, And and Shannon just answered it with another question. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, But seriously, like... With last week's episode and this week's episode, would you call that a one-two punch? I would, but I don't know that I would call it the one-two punch in the sense that we were talking about. What we mean by one-two punch is like two really solid classic episodes Uh back to back. I don't know that that this is that. I think Mm -hmm. these are two really solid episodes that give us the sentimentality Uh that you know sometimes comes through with the simpsons like they're two pretty touching episodes like i felt really bad for homer in this episode yeah and like last week i I didn't necessarily feel bad for homer but i was concerned for him yeah so i feel like these these two episodes give us the feels and not the ha-has necessarily um which when we originally thought of that question i was thinking of the other way like are these two really solid, like funny episodes? I uh-huh. don't know that I would call these episodes necessarily funny. Oh no, I, I, I don't know that I'd call that a funny episode. Right. Uh, I I would say really that this episode, if if this, uh, if it, oh man, last last week's episode was good, and we both enjoyed the episode. Mm-hmm. I will speak for myself here and say that I enjoyed this episode a lot more than yeah. I enjoyed last week's episode, yeah. even though I did really enjoy last week. Yeah, and I I found myself getting distracted last week, whereas this episode like was real. It was really engrossing, just in the sense that like you, if you like. It, it was interesting to learn more about these characters that yeah. we have now seen. I think this is the 25th episode in the season mm-hmm. series, mm-hmm. the entire series. Yeah. So like, and I always enjoy getting a backstory. So I think that this one was a little bit more engrossing. Yeah. Whereas last week's was more like, Oh no. But we, again, kind of like Bart and Lisa listening to this story. Mm-hmm. We know what's going to happen. We know that yeah. Homer's not dying. Right. So therefore, that kind of takes the gravity out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know if any of that made sense, but. Uh. Well, I, I was just I was just wondering. I was wondering what you thought. So, you know, hey, uh, those of you who are listening, why don't you give us your thoughts? You know, yeah, hop on to... So, so an example of a one-two punch that, in, in the context that I was thinking, mm-hmm. is like Homer's Barbershop Quartet and Cape Fear. Right. Those two episodes are ones that, I guess, people quote all the time. They yeah. have really solid stories. They have really solid jokes. Mm-hmm. I don't know that these two episodes have that... But they are definitely good episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, what I will say is I think that part of the reason why those episodes are so great later in the series is by the groundwork that we're seeing here mm-hmm. in these episodes. But you're established um, like this is still fairly early in the series. So oh yeah. you're establishing this 
Homer loves Marge. Marge loves Homer yeah. relationship. Yeah. And so as you go on throughout the rest of the series with this context, that's super important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm going to pose this question uh, when we drop this episode onto the Facebook group. And I hope that you will uh, give us an answer, uh, dear listener. I would love to hear what you think about the pairing of these two episodes and also what you think about the first one, two punch. Yeah. Uh, so be sure to be sure to uh, go on over and make sure that you are following not only the Facebook group, but all of our social media. We have a Facebook page and also an Instagram page at Escalator to Nowhere Pod. We are on Twitter as well at Esk to Nowhere Pod. And of course, if you'd like to send us an email, we would love to hear from you at Escalator to Nowhere Pod at gmail.com. Next week, we are venturing into the world of speaking of the Bible game. <laughs> we are venturing into the world of... Homer versus Lisa in the Eighth Commandment. Uh-huh. Thou shalt not steal. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if you... If you... I also learned something today. <laughs> so, hey, we're all learning together, aren't yep. we? So, that being said, make sure that you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this to. If you do us a big, big favor, we would love it if you would rate us the highest rating on that platform. <laughs> and, of course, as we said earlier, it does a great deal of good for us when you share our podcast with your friends. Uh, and we will look forward to seeing seeing you next week again for Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment. Should also point out that we are planning, planning. Mm. We have been going through the uh, we've been going through the Tracy Ullman shorts. We're going to put that on hold for next week because we want to make sure that we do a mid uh, mid season uh, uh, like kind of a mid season catch up. Yeah, check in. Especially uh, since this season is so much longer than season one. Definitely. So we kind of want to have a midpoint like midterm yeah yeah <laughs> and, and just you know just, just have a discussion about the various uh episodes and we'll do it at the end of the season and then we'll do a whole season i think uh yeah as as well uh, i think i think it will help us for the whole season to kind of have already like kind of parsed out what we think of the first half of the season so it's not like a three-hour episode yeah i think i think so so uh make sure again that you're hitting that subscribe button we are really enjoying this we're having a great time uh producing the podcast and we hope that you are enjoying listening to it as well. So until next week, uh, once again, I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I'm learning. And we're looking forward to next week with Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment. Until then, smell you later. Bye! Bye.